Ladies and gentlemen, to those among you who are easily frightened, we suggest you turn away now. To those of you who think they can take it, we say, welcome to the madhouse. Welcome to the Madhouse, the number one podcast for horror reviews, bullshit, and booze. And what's that? Wedding announcements. What? <laughs> My name is Joey, and gracing us with his presence again is the man balls deep in a wedding plan. I'll be cleaning up his bile as he's walking up the aisle. That's right, he's in the vicinity of losing his virginity. It's Jimmy Faulkner. <laughs> Yeah, thank you very much. Um, Have you got any news for us, Jimmy? Have I got any news? Uh, not really. I mean, no. I gave a slight hint there. May have given a better way. Um, no, I've been ducking and diving for a couple of weeks. That's about it, really. Yeah, having a few drinks, doing this, doing that, popping some in questions, in questions, important questions. Do you know me? I go around and I ask important questions everywhere I go, so... Well, I heard a rumour that you asked one important question and someone actually said yes. Yeah, she did, yeah, yeah. She wasn't She wasn't drunk and she, uh, yeah, she did. Right, so, so uh, Jimmy has, uh, is being all cool about it. <laughs> trying to, yeah, trying to. Jimmy and Nat... Are getting married. Whee! Oh yeah. Some people have said about fucking time. Have they? Yeah, well, a couple of people, yeah. Have you said to them it's none of their fucking business? <laughs> Politely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worry about yourselves, dickhead. Yeah. And they'll they'll be asking other questions that are irritatingly common. At that time in life. <laughs> they probably already have. And you can tell them to fuck off then as well. Yeah. Yeah. Bollocks to a minute. But yeah, it's all very it's all very good. It's all very exciting. Very... Well, congratulations. I have Thank one question, much. which is how did you do it? Um uh, it's not it's not a good story. It really isn't. It's not You it's might not not think very it's a good story, but in hey? my mind you just kind of popped out the ring. While you were sat around the uh, the breakfast table, was like, yeah, do you do you wanna? No, it was uh, no. You're very right, <laughs> kind of right. But we were in bed, and uh, it was Saturday morning. But Rancid was on. Rancid was playing. Of course, it was. Um, Indestructible. No, it was Salvation that was on. <laughs> Fair enough. So that was that was not how I envisioned it. It wasn't the first choice. It was definitely wasn't the second choice. And it probably would have been down like fifth choice, but it just happened. So it's to done now. Honest, it doesn't fucking matter how you do it anyway. No, no, I think it's I think it's fine. I think it's all right. It's not going to be one. Wow, actually, fuck it. It's all right. I'm looking forward to the wedding. That's all I'm saying. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it should. Yeah, it should be good. So do, do you want to be the best man? Do I want to be the best man? Do you want to be my best man? <laughs> sure, yeah, of course I do. Sweet. Nice Done. one. Are you sure you want me? <laughs> Hold on, wait. Who's this I'm talking to? <laughs> oh, shit. Got the wrong podcast. <laughs> do you actually Sorry, me... I thought I was FaceTiming someone else. <laughs> do you actually want me to be the best man or are you taking the piss? No, I was asking you the question. Oh, you're popping, man, popping big questions pop, all over the fucking pop place. Popping <laughs> big questions. I'm big pimping, mate. Yeah, of course I will. I shall be honoured to be the best man. Sweet. That's exclusive. That. That's what? Exclusive. Exclusive, exactly. Doing popping it. On yes. a podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Jimmy, that means stag do. It does. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh. 
Everybody send send your request for the stag do. And <laughs> 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 just take votes. <laughs> yeah. And only be two people voting though. <laughs> We're gonna end up playing Russian roulette in Vietnam. Sounds good to Fuck me. Fuck it, not not again. No, we're not doing that again. We'll do something new <laughs> this time. Did that for my stag do. <laughs> awesome. Sweet. Lovely. Well, I'm, I'm honoured. So thank you very good. much. And yes, of course no. I'll do it. Should we do a podcast? Yeah, might as well. Let's do it. It's a horror one, isn't it? Uh, it was something about that. We'll start a wedding podcast. Like every step of the planning yeah. along the way. That. That'll be fun. The alternative wedding planning podcast. <laughs> There's already Just get the... it fucking done. Yeah, bish bash bosh. We'll call it bish bash bosh. Bish bash bosh. Yeah. So that could also be a, a a family one as well, like for children. If you want kids, bish bash bosh. Get it yeah. done. Yeah. It's a color of magic, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> color of space. Oh shit, colour of space. <laughs> <laughs> or actually it's colour out of space. <laughs> Just try that again. <laughs> so that's a book, by the way. Colour out of space, Jimmy. Yes. What do you think? First impression. As a film? No, I was thinking as a braille writing. <laughs> yeah, as a film. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> um as a film, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was good. It was alright. It was alright. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure at the end of the last podcast you were pretty excited. Although you were excited because it was on your list. Well, no, because I watched it already, and then you said about we're doing it for the podcast. Sweet. I was like, that's good. Um, yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed it the second time. Is that a 2019 release, this film, isn't it? Yes, by... Uh, it's the production company, uh, Elijah Wood's production company. Oh, okay. Did this. They put out Maniac and Mandy and things. Yes, I think. yeah, yeah. Um, I know after struggling for a few years uh, for financing, it was finally... I think it was made and released in 2019, so late 2019 release. That's a pretty good filming schedule. Stanley, uh, Stanley's, Richard Stanley's, that's a bloke, first film in 24 years since he was thrown off the set of The Island of Dr. Moreau in 96. Have you seen that film? No, but I want to because uh, it's one of my favourite books. It's effing insane. I guarantee the, uh, the film, I don't know what they did with the film, it's not as insane as the book. So I've watched the film four times. Okay. But I've... I've only managed to watch about 10 minutes of it and then I fall asleep. Okay. And that's nothing to do with the film. It's just it's one of those things that I used to put on. Yeah. When I had a couple and I'd put it on and then i just fall asleep. So I need to watch it. Do you know what the story is about in general? Mm, I've got the gist of it. It's like, uh, it's incredible because at the time it was written, they were thinking about uh, like limb replacement. You know, like putting someone else's leg on you. Like, could you do it? And they yes. tried it a lot. It's experimental. They even tried, like, there's people like uh, white guys with black guys' legs. And that didn't work. didn't take, obviously, oh, because the okay. genes are so different. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. But the book is about that, but someone taking it further and trying to make animals, doing vivisection and splicing animals to try and make them more human and make Ooh. a different race. It's really... Just this crazy Dr. Moreau on an island experimenting on animals. It's an amazing book. I, I love it. But I might give the book a read. Book's great. It's H.G. Wells. Everything he's ever written, I think, was fucking amazing. Have you seen uh, First Man in the Moon? Read First Man in yeah. the Moon? I've not read it, but I've got the DVD, and it's one of those films I, I've watched. I've watched fucking, I don't know, 10, 15 times. I yeah. love it. And that's some Good incredible book. books. Incredible. Obviously... War of the Worlds, incredible. Yeah, classic. Book's incredible. No film or series has ever done the book, although there was a BBC one recently. But anyway, should we move on? <laughs> yeah, I think we need to get to the actual plot, don't we? Yeah. Uh, did you know that Richard Stanley, the director, actually wrote a Lovecraft biopic called Providence? Any good? I don't know. I haven't read that. 
All right, fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, the original story then was written in March 1927. That's a long time ago. That's a good... Uh... Hey, you've got the actual book in your hand. Yeah, and they've actually spelt the correct uh, word. Uh, yeah, they have. One of my beefs with this film is they can't spell colour. Yeah, it's annoying, isn't it? Yeah. It's the colour. <laughs> Fucking Americans. I, by the way, never realised how much I wanted to see Nick Cage riding an alpaca until I saw this film and I didn't get to see it happen. I thought it would happen <laughs> at some point in this film. I was like, he's going to get on one of them and like charge to the rescue. Didn't he might have done it. He might have done it while they were just mucking about. But can you ride? Can you ride alpacas? <sighs> if you're That's probably enough. what the Mayans did, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Before they went off back to space, I think that's a thing. Actually, that they rode alpacas back to space. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll touch on that another time. I hope we do, because it sounds awesome. But I think it's time for a plot slot. We're eleven minutes deep into this, and I'm not feeling Poor the thing. Fuck. Right. Uh, Timer is... Are you ready? Yes. Timer is going. Nathan Gardner moves his family, including children Lavinia, Benny and Jack, to his late father's farm. One night, a brilliantly glowing meteor crash lands in their front yard, briefly traumatising Jack, who's the youngest. The next morning, hydrologist Ward Phillips is surveying the area for a dam development, along with the mayor and the sheriff of the nearby town of Arkham, arrived to see the meteor. That night, Nathan and Lavinia witnessed the meteor being struck by several bolts of lightning. Ward notices that the groundwater has taken on an oily sheen. When his test strips begin to glow brightly with a strange colour, spelt the right way, nice Jimmy, nice. he advises the gardeners, spelt incorrectly, <laughs> not to drink it. <laughs> While notifying nearby squatter Ezra of the contamination, he is shown a recording of sounds unknown of unknown origin coming from beneath Ezra's house at night. Meanwhile, Jack becomes fixated on the property's well, observing strange plant growths and insects, as well as claiming to be communicating with a friend inside the well. Oh, well, friend. <laughs> a news crew arrives to interview Nathan about the meteor, but finds that it has vanished. Later, while Teresa is preparing dinner, she absent-mindedly cuts off two of her fingers. As Nathan rushes her to the hospital, he leaves Benny in charge. On Nathan's request, Benny goes outside to put the farm's alpacas back in their stables, but does not return until late at night, claiming time had passed instantaneously for him. Meanwhile, Lavinia attempts multiple times to contact Nathan, but they're unable to hear each other through the phone. Upon the parents' return, Nathan lashes out at Benny and Lavinia with uncharacteristic rage. Nathan becomes frustrated after finding that his most recent harvest of fruits have proven inedible and Teresa snaps after losing a work client due to the shoddy internet connection, bringing the two to a fight. The same night, Lavinia tries to perform a Wiccan ceremony to save her family, mutilating herself in the process. Teresa suddenly hears Jack and Benny screaming after entering the alpaca stables and rushes to their aid, but in the process, a bolt of colour fuses Teresa and Jack together in a deranged mass. Unable to start the car or call for help as all electronic devices have stopped functioning and upon discovering sunlight harms Teresa and Jack. Nathan and the children carry them into the attic. Benny reveals that he had witnessed the alpacas in a horrible mutation due to the colour. Nathan decides to euthanise the alpacas with a shotgun after finding they have similarly fused together. Beginning to lose his sanity, Nathan also attempts to euthanise his wife and his youngest son, but he's unable to bring himself to do it. Lavinia and Benny conspire to leave the farm using Lavinia's horse, but it runs from the property. Before returning inside, Benny insists that he has the family's dog inside the well, but upon climbing in, he is assimilated by the colour. Nathan displays more uncharacteristic rage and locks Lavinia in the attic with Teresa and Jack, who have turned to aggression. Ward and the sheriff are brought to the farm after a nearby resident discovers a fused mass of animals 
and arrive just in time to break into the attic. Nathan shoots and kills the monster, i.e. the mother and youngest son, saving Lavinia. After rushing outside, Nathan attempts to shoot the colour emerging from the well, but the sheriff mistakes Nathan's aim for Ward and fatally shoots him. Ward and the sheriff leave to evacuate Ezra, and Lavinia insists on staying with Nathan. At Ezra's house, the pair only find his desiccated corpse and recording he left behind, where he summarises that the colour is attempting to remake Earth into something it knows. Heading back towards the farmhouse, a mutated living bloody tree kills the sheriff. Oh shit. Ward returns to rescue Lavinia, but finds her possessed by the colour, which explodes out of the well and forms a funnel into the sky. Ward is shown a vision of where the colour hails from, an exoplanet inhabited by tentacled alien entities before Lavinia disintegrates. As space and time begin to unravel, Ward enters the farmhouse and is pursued by a murderous apparition of Nathan. He hides in the wine cellar as the colour's distortion of reality drives the property to destruction, leaving Ward the only survivor as he climbs out of the farmhouse's colourless debris. In an epilogue, a traumatised Ward stands on top of the finished dam, which covers the former property and narrates that having witnessed the colours take over, he will never drink the dam's water. Wow. Nailed it. Yes, absolutely nailed it. Guess how long we have left after that. I know. Four minutes. Four minutes, 23 seconds. Yeah, boy. That's got to be the quickest plot slot ever. So I'm just going to... All right, I'm going to take this four minutes then to explain... Um, what the color is? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have a little sip. I'm gonna have a little sip of my color. Yeah. And it looks like we. It's not we. Cider. Cider. I'm only on the one drink today as well. You mean the one variety of drink filled many times? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing the top shelf anymore. Why not? Last couple, last couple, oh, I was just a bit mad. Up at bloody six o'clock in the morning, still going. No. <laughs> anyway, so the colors out of space is a type of virus capable of surviving even in difficult space conditions. They spread through the cosmos, entering meteorites that, uh, when colliding on planets, release the virus. When this happens, said pathogenic organism is lo- uh, is located at a strategic point and from there it begins to drain all the vital energy from the environment it is known that an organism is being affected by the virus it begins to show marks of the same color as the entity on its body like uh, jack jack the all the animals and shit yeah uh, once it is absorbed enough energy the color out of space leaves the planet and takes off into the sky, the lands contaminated by this being are no longer fertile, since once they are completely drained, all the matter that is in them rots, including inert shit like stones and bollocks, and is gone. Shit. And that's... Uh, so it's it's an uh, insubstantial body composed of indescribable colour, apparently. But it's a colour, basically, that's filled with loads of organisms that contaminate shit. That's what the colours out of space. They're literally called the colours out of space. Fair enough. That's what they are. They're these little viruses. It's uh, Lovecraft does that a lot, doesn't he, with the indescribable colour. When you have uh, monsters, he's like... It's a monster, so too hideous to even describe. Yeah. Seems like a way just to get out of describing it, to be honest. Well, this colour was... um, Magenta. Magenta. Equal parts blue, equal parts red. Not a natural colour. Oh, is it not? No, I got something written down, Fat Frights and Delights for that, I think. Oh, okay. Should we move Maybe on we'll to, find uh... out more. Maybe we won't. Depends if I decide to write that down. If it was interesting enough, we'll find out after this break. 
in yeah, France. Yeah. And delight. Fly through the sky like a couple of UAPs. It's Frights and Delights. First fright. I don't know what a UAP is. Unidentified aerial phenomenon. So a UFO. (laughs) It's kind of it's kind of what you call a UFO now. It's a UAP. Unidentified aerial phenomenon. Okay, that does make sense. Makes more sense. Uh, right, I gotta go for one. Oh, apparently, this is a delight. By the way, okay, it's the first film in a hoped trilogy. Yes, with the next film being an adaptation of Dunwich or Dunwich, however you want to Dunwich. pronounce that. Dunwich horror, yeah. Dunwich. If you're somewhere, if you're down up north, sorry. <laughs> Dunwich. <laughs> Have you heard about that new Donich film, Jimmy? <laughs> Part two of Colour Out at Space. <laughs> Colour Out at Space. That's what my granddad would say anyway, if he knew what a horror film was. Uh, the attic horror in film. which... <laughs> I doubt he ever watched one. Uh, the attic <laughs> in which Teresa works has an occult symbol as the window. The same symbol that Lavinia has in her hair to tie it back. Yes. It's a delight there. Why is that? Do we know that? Do we know this? No, because I noticed on a, a quick glance through today, rewatch, and I didn't have time to find out before I had to make the kids dinner and shit. But um, I noticed it was there. Maybe I'll give an update and check out what that sign means. So, uh, yeah, another thing that I wanted to um, try and find out, I had a little look, but I couldn't find it, was um, why Nicolas Cage's character is the only one that could, he's smelling something. Yeah, that's weird. The whole time. Do you have an answer? I don't know why. Or a theory? I don't have a, no, I don't have an answer for it, oh. which is annoying. You're just teasing me. I was just teasing, yeah. Um, no, I don't have an answer for it. Uh, he is literally the only person out of everyone who ever says anything about the smell. Yeah, but, uh, but he... Maybe it's something to do with... like He has it on him as well, doesn't he? Because his arms go a little bit Maybe crusty it's and dry. His own flesh, you can smell. Yeah, it might be his own flesh being changed by the color. I don't know. Yeah, it might reacting. be. Maybe I might read the uh, short story again, see if there's anything in there. But I don't think there is about that. Maybe it's just like an interesting little in bit. Your hand. Eh? I can see you referencing the actual book in your hand as you're looking at. Class. Yeah. Thanks. I was just about to read a I was just about to read a little bit actually, darling. Oh, <laughs> uh, can you read it to me, darling? I'll close my eyes and take it in. Um uh, so I've got a delight. The first bit is the first bit in narration that we get from uh Ward Phillips right at the start. Yeah, yeah. Which is very, which uh where he gets his name because it's HB Lovecraft, it's Howard. Uh, Phillips, Philip Howard Philip Lovecraft okay. is his name, and the uh, narrator, the hydrologist, is called Ward Phillips. Howard Philip, it's nice, it's yeah, a good little yeah, bit. Yeah. But the bit at the start where it goes west of Arkham, the hills rise wild, and there are valleys with deep woods that no axe has ever cut. There are dark, narrow glens with the trees slope fantastically and where thin brooklets trickle without ever having caught the glint of sunlight. So that's literally the first line of Lovecraft's The Colour Out of Space. And they put that in the start of the film. I thought that was nice. Sweet. And then they went off and did something. Different. <laughs> nice touch, though. Yeah. It's a nice touch. I like it when they put the original text in... And he's referencing. Uh, I mean, sometimes they then fuck off and do whatever they want with the rest of the film. Well, yeah, there's no morphing of husband, uh, of uh, wife and uh, young child in in the story. Uh, and they changed all the names as well, didn't they? They changed the names. There's three, it was three brothers in the original. And uh, one does go down the well. Okay. In the original, one goes mad and gets locked in the attic, but the mother and young 
sun, they don't get morphed together. <laughs> they don't get morphed together in a book, but that. fucking good. I I like that bit. That was nice. They didn't shout. It's horrible. It's morphing time before they did it. God damn it, they can't didn't have everything. Ah, that was a brilliant bit though. There's some good stuff in this film with the the freaky shit going down. Yeah, because the first half of the film, it's all a bit, it's a bit slow. And it's like, oh, what's going to happen? Is it? But then I think that horrible bit where Teresa and Jack morph together and they're lying on the sofa. He's coming out the back of her. That's horrible. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. It really is horrible. The noises that they make is disgusting. I don't think I'd ever want to be like being absorbed. Maybe be, I'd like to be the absorbee. Yeah. If absorbing you had to pick someone. one of the two. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm absorbing someone. Nice. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, director Stanley, Richard Stanley, had all of his previous collaborators removed from the project by a producer, so he had to work with a brand new crew than he originally thought. And he did say at the end, though, that he thought this was for the best and actually worked out well as the crew was awesome. And I don't know the story behind it, but that would piss me off. Yeah. I would be like, you want me to make this film? It's cool. Brought these people. I've worked with them before. I know these guys. It's all sorted. And someone's like, no, we're replacing them with our people. Because we can. And I'm a twat. And I'd be like, that sucks. Not having it, boy. Not having it. Nope. There is a uh, a weather report playing on TV when Lavinia is washing up, and it mentions Arkham, Dunwich, Kingsport, Dunwich. and Innsmouth. Innsmouth. Yeah. Innsmouth, Innsmouth. All of which are locations in Lovecraft stories. Have you noticed from this that I haven't read all of Lovecraft stories? I can't pronounce half the words. And the ones I have read, I've just read and not watched the films, so I don't know how they're pronounced in films. There's fucking... There's loads... Yes. There's loads. Yeah, there's loads. Uh, I wanted to say about the uh, colour magenta, which you, you started on earlier. Yeah. You said it was equal red and blue, not a real colour. <laughs> <laughs> it's an impossible colour, which means it doesn't... Magenta, that is, is an impossible colour because it doesn't, doesn't really exist in the spectrum, but is interpreted in our mind when red or blue are present in equal measure. Oh. That's why like they that. use magenta. So that's it's, interesting. It's not in the spectrum. It's just the way our mind interprets it when presented with equal amounts of two different colours. Interesting. I like that. Yeah, it's nice. I saw this thing earlier as well. I saw it on IMDb. Both Nicolas Cage and Richard Stanley at one point in their life went in search for the Holy Grail. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. I want to go search for the Holy Grail. I don't even think it uh, exists, course. but the adventure would be nice. Of course. Like, I mean, I fucking love Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I cannot he's... believe he's literally just decided to live out some form of kind of national treasure slash Indiana Jones adventure. I, I don't know. He's just a dude, isn't he? Nicholas Cage. I think he's up there. Didn't he once buy a T Rex skull off Leo DiCaprio? <laughs> <laughs> just to put in his house. Ah, the guy's just a ledge. Yeah, I, I want to hang. I would love to hang out with Nicholas Cage. He's one of yeah, those guys. I'd be like, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. Uh, did you hear when Ezra was talking about Memorex? I had to look at what Memorex was. I didn't have a... And he said, I know no one would believe me if I got this, if I didn't get this on Memorex. Uh, it was it was just a big cassette tape producer in the 70s and 80s. I thought it was going to be like eight eight track, something that went obsolete, but no, it was just Memorex. Well... A brand. Yeah. But it does show how long Ezra has set himself away from society. Society. Did I say society? Yeah. Either way, you get what I mean. Oh, okay. That gives a little bit of a timeline of how long he's been living in his little shack. Yeah. Of course it does. But um, uh, 
Ezra, played by Tommy Chong. Yeah, yeah, boy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you getting it? Because, like, <laughs> Nat, Nat wasn't having it. She was like, who's Tommy Chong? And I was like, what? Dave's G- not here, G- man. Chong. Yeah. Come on. Did you, you didn't take the proposal back, did you? No, I was going to, but I was like, what film? What was your favorite films to get high to then? And she was, I can't remember what she said. You'd know. Uh, I don't think we really watched films because we we went out in the countryside and got high. Yeah, I know. But if you were getting high and watch, what's your what's the stoner film that you'd watch that you'd associate with your? I remember a film called up. Biodome. Biodome, yeah. All right. Um, Road Trip. Okay. And something we watched together last time we got high together. Not that that happens anymore, mother and father. Um, what was it? Oh shit! What's it called? I want to say uh, something. State true. What's the fuck? Super troopers. Super troopers. <laughs> no, but I used to get high all the time and watch um, Up in Smoke. Brilliant. Tommy, uh-huh. uh, Cheech and Chong, always Cheech and Chong, and then seeing oh Jane Silent Bob. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, Jane Silent Bob, yeah, yeah, but better than that. It's Cheech and Chong up in smoke. Oh, He's not here, man. <laughs> when am I allowed to come to your place again one day? Yeah. I know what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Cheech I had it on VHS. I'm sure we can get it on some sort of digital shit. What's it called? Cheech and Chong up in smoke. Up in smoke. I'll find it. We'll buy it. I'll buy the DVD and we'll make a day of it. Yeah. Watch it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Right, we're running on on time, but I I can't let us move on from frights and delights without mentioning this: the cost of an alpaca. Okay. Nathan goes on about how much the alpacas cost two or three times, and I was like, I can't cost that much. He gives a shit about alpacas. A stud in the UK. This is for prices, so it's relevant to us. It might be different in the US, but okay. Obviously, the money exchange will be different, but the hit should... Fuck it. This is how much it costs in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> a stud can cost a £1,000. And a female of breeding age could cost you up to 10000 Get out of town for an oh. alpaca. An alpaca. Are they literally the future, then? Future of farming? No, I bet you... Uh, no, I bet you that... a Bloody good breeding dairy cow costs more than 10 grand. Maybe. I don't know. If you're going to get into the business of animal stuff, (laughs) (laughs) pastoral farming, I don't think alpacas are the way to go. Uh, I don't think, to be honest, if we're on the subject, that the alpacas are the masters of pastoral farming. But maybe in this film, they were the masters of the macabre. Master of the macabre. Welcome to the master of the macabre. It's Nicholas fucking Cage. Moving on. <laughs> You're damn right it's Nicholas Cage. Of course Shit. it's Nicholas Cage. Everyone else was good. Everyone else was fine. You know what Nicholas Cage was? Nicholas fucking Cage. <laughs> Yeah, that's where he was. Yeah, so good, crazy. So, send him a medal. Madas Oh no, can we talk about his best bits? <laughs> oh yeah, sure. If you want to go through the motions, <laughs> uh, get you... the fuck out my face. <laughs> yeah. Get my face, Lavinia. I don't have time <laughs> for your fucking bullshit, Lavinia. <laughs> I love that bit. I think he was. I think he was getting. That wasn't him. That was what his, what his dad was, wasn't it? In the story. <laughs> That's so that wasn't. Yeah. If we're looking deep into it, but uh, that was, he was getting, kind of taken over by his dad. Sort of, what his dad was to him. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> and, uh, but some of his, the way he just skipped from being Nathan and then being 
a slightly little uh, crazier <laughs> Nick yeah. Cage. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, it's Nicholas Cage. Yeah. And uh, he was throwing his tantrum in the car when that wouldn't start. That was a beautiful little moment. That was fucking great acting. It was. That was really good acting. Punching the... <sighs> shaking the wheel. I fucking love that. That is how you feel, for me, lately, when the car won't defrost fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off! God damn it! Uh, I I think uh, other than name when he's uh swearing at uh Lavinia, which is that's that's top quality swearing. Uh, I liked it when he walked into the attic and uh he shot his wife in the face, and he just went uh, that's not my family. And walked yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, just insane. And uh, he did some. Walking out, I was like, I'm just gonna take care of the alpacas. <laughs> yeah, but he, but he did this. He always, he did this little look, like he did a little look, <laughs> like at his wife. Ah, oh, it was just good. Oh, it's just and it, when it was just good. Is he? He was about to kill his wife, but he backs out. Yeah, yeah, and, and then he he, he gave her, her a little look. He gave her a look and then kissed her on the lips and it was manky, slimy, like decomposing wife lip and he went in back for some more. It's the way it's Nicolas Caged. <laughs> I don't think that was... I don't think that horrible stuff was actually supposed to happen. I think that was just the uh, fake blood and stuff on his face. Maybe. Because I don't think she's melting... I because th- he just went and killed the alpacas and he came back and I think he had fake blood on his face or uh. the syrup and stuff and I think when he kissed them I think that was a little bit of a they should have cleaned that up because the third kiss that he did it was clean it was yeah I did notice because the first one made me cringe so much thinking that yeah. was like so I watched but... the second two thinking oh don't go back for another kiss Cage just yeah sure. but I think that. <laughs> I think that literally was just the the sugar syrup stuff that they used. Maybe that's why but... I went back for another couple. I was like, oh man, that oh, tasted pretty good. Mm, sweet. I got a golden syrup on her face. But anyway, fuck me. Brilliant performance. Nick Cage has just just got fucking better and better. Yeah, I wanted to do more films, and I wanted to do some more. <laughs> I, I know I go on about National Treasure, but I really like National Treasure films. Everyone dicks on them, but I like them. <laughs> Alright, it's just some good ones. Uh, uh, Knowing. That's a good film. You should watch that. I have not seen Knowing. That was good. Have you ever watched some early Nicolas Cage interviews? Is he as crazy as I think he's going to be? Beautifully crazy. I I love the way he dresses as well. He had like his leather jacket and a t shirt on and he. Came on long hair, looking yeah. sexy as anything, and was like, "Oh man, so it's uh, it's hot in here, man. Uh, I'm gonna take my jacket off. Now. I'm gonna take my t-shirt off." And he took his t-shirt off and was like ripped, and then he put his jacket. On. I was like, "Oh man, flicking his hair everywhere." Ah, like, oh, sorry, man. Where were we? Yeah, rock and roll. <laughs> yes, Nick K. <laughs> right. We need to move on to the master of the car before we break records for the longest podcast episode ever. Is okay. one ready? Yes. Excellent. System. Warning! You're about to enter a new dimension of utmost terror straight out of the Necronomicon. It's the Madhouse Race System! First up, we got tension and suspense. Sweet. Well, Jimmy, tell you what, it was a slow start, and I can't say I would have finished the film if I wasn't reviewing it because it started so slow, and I couldn't stomach some of the cliches. Uh, like there was a scary well. Yeah. There was a dog that barked at it. There was a sink running of water. I mean, Sammy was watching this with me, and I was like, that sink's going to be blood in a minute. And it was. Yeah. yeah. 
then there was a creepy kid literally just sat looking at a well. <laughs> yes. Doing yeah. a weird laugh, seeing yep. friends that no one else could see and saying like, <laughs> oh, sorry, my friend just said something funny. You can't see him. I can. And I was like... Yeah, he was a terrible actor though, so... Yeah, but there were just there were cliches, and it was slow. Okay. And I saw everyone going slowly a bit crazy, but it wasn't enough to grab me. And yes, the second half was fucking awesome of this yeah. film. It was incredible. But if you're trying to take my very limited, finite time of life, I don't want to be bored for half an hour just so you can slowly build up your film. Yeah, but would the would the second half be as incredible if the first half wasn't as boring? Uh, I how about this? It could have been the first quarter that was boring, and three quarters of the film could have been awesome. I don't okay, think, yeah, all right, fair dues. I yeah, don't think they needed enough. to build up for that long. I was literally getting stressed at the screen. Simon was next to me and going, "Is this a horror film?" And I'm like, "Yes." If something doesn't happen in the next five minutes, it's getting a bad review. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, okay. Um, but it did pick up, and obviously the second half was incredible. But that was my that was my uh, beef. After the slow start, it picked up really well and was a consistent, constant bombardment of beautiful craziness that doesn't stop. Bashes out one thing after another. Alpaca heads exploding just in an an abundance of like mental shit going on out of the blue or out of the magenta, yeah. whatever you, whatever. Yes, out of the magenta. Nice. And I am genuinely torn as to what to give this. So you say things now. Well, I think that the first half built it up to make the second half as good as it was. So it's the foundations. I think, I think the first, yeah, the first 45 minutes building the foundations of how it was slow, but you saw everybody kind of, after the meteorite hit, you kind of saw everyone just kind of suddenly switching characters a little bit and going a little bit, a little bit mental. And then it all comes together at the end. Uh, I think it's too know. long for me. I've already predicted what's going to happen here while writing this note, these notes out earlier. Okay. My prediction you was saying? you would want to give it a point for tension and suspense. <laughs> and I would be like, it had really good tension and suspense for half the film. Well, I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen next but bore the shit out of me for the first film rather than building up the tension for me. So I'll be half a point. So we would compromise and end up on three quarters of a point. Oh, I think we should just give it half a point. Oh, all right. Fair enough. That's a really big <laughs> compromise on your part, though. Unless you weren't going to do that. I mean, that's, that was my prediction. I was going to give it a point, but I think half a point. Let's just cut the shit and we'll just say half a point. Right. Half star. Fair enough. Right. Half what is the next one? I forgot. Uh, the gore. It's gore and visual effects! Boy! <laughs> you don't save the forgetting it by saying boy at the end. <laughs> it's deranged, amazing practical effects, brilliant all the way through, except for one bad CGI cat. Yeah. Yeah. Colour is absolutely incredible. Visual... G-spot. What? <laughs> Jeez, oh, the cat. That's what the yeah. cat was called. <laughs> oh, oh, was that the cat in the middle of the road? Yeah, G spot. Fuck, didn't put those. And then it becomes morphed into into the other horrible thing that the farmer finds. And uh, I did not put Ward, that together. Ward spots <laughs> the 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 neck thing that what what are they called? Collar. Yeah, I did not put that. I didn't put that together. Yeah, because Ezra, he already predicted it. A while in the film, he was like, uh, Ward was like, where's G-Spot? And uh, Ezra was like, oh, I don't know. And he was like, well, when you see him, you won't. You, I think he said you, you won't, won't know it's him. him or you won't recognize yeah, it's him. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't find that clue. Visual effects are just stunning anyway. I don't know whether my favorite bit of gore is the fused together mother and son entwined and monstrously mangled. Or the exploding head alpacalypse. What do you think? 
I think they've done very well of use of actually doing practical effects rather than CGI, which you've got to give credit for. Always. I would prefer bad practical effects to okay CGI. Yeah, I want to see. Yeah, I want to see little uh, alpaca heads just being sharp. They were, they that was good. <laughs> so that good. was alright. <laughs> I, I don't want to see CGI shit of that. Also, isn't that like a bit what the whole horror thing is about? Like, how did they do that? That's really well affected. Yeah. Oh, when they did this, how they actually got that effect is they kind of melted different things in different layers and blew up an eyeball yeah. of a sheep, and it's all great fun. And the 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 way they figure out how to do these practical effects, I feel like, is a big part of the horror film uh, strategy. Not strategy. There's yeah. a word better than that. I'll fill that in in editing. But <laughs> do you know what I mean? When you when you can just explain Full it, bag. yeah. <laughs> when you can just explain it as no, it's CGI. It's not as fun. And it's, yeah, it's not as fun. It's not as good either. It doesn't look no. as real. You can always tell. No. Stupid yeah. cat. But yeah. Got That's to... got to be a star all the way for that one, surely. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Okay, next one we have. It's got to be performance. It's got to be, isn't it? Looking at your face, is yes, it? Yes, it is, yeah. I'm just thinking right, about okay. what to say. <laughs> I think it had, uh, obviously, 100% effort. But I didn't think it always hit the mark because some of the... People kind of moved on, like seemingly nonplussed from big things that happen. Like it's it's really well acted, and most of yeah. the time I got no complaints. Uh, I think the water guy was crap. The hydrologist, Ward Phillips, or was that the character's, character's name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like so a... he's the main. He was. Uh, he's the main. He's the narrator of this. Yeah, the character's like a twenty-year-old from the water department but happens to be an expert in all sciences whenever a particular scientific skill set is needed. That is true. And also, right at the end, like, when he stood on top of the dam and how they aged him to be, like, it was years and years, they put a little bit of grey in his beard. (laughs) Yeah, But he still looked like like he was 22. I will never drink water from this dam. I was like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> no one who had seen <laughs> that shit would drink water from that dam. Fucking move yeah. away. Why are you stood there? Why are you stood on yeah. that dam? Piss off. You know it's a fucking area of shit. Yeah. Not that that's an acting performance skill, but still, I like to get that out there. So, <laughs> yeah, I I thought he was probably the uh, the the. I don't want to say it, but the worst. <laughs> are you saying he's the worst? <laughs> yeah. I thought he was all right. I thought he, I was going to put him just below Nick Cage. Ah, uh, well, I, it's a character flaw as well as an acting thing. It was it was a character. Okay. You can't have a 20-year-old hydrologist. Well, we don't know. We don't know how old he was. He might have been a bit older than that. Well, he looked about 20. And a uh, 20-year-old can be you know a hydrologist. What they say, I'm just saying... He also just seemed to be an expert in everything they needed at any point. Anytime something needed explaining or they needed any help, it was like, that's that guy. But he's got, got a degree. But, he must yeah, know everything this is, in the world. This is this is like this is like small town. This is Arkham, Dunwich, Ipswich area. It's a small town. They they've not got a lot of. He's from Miskatonic University as well, so he's. Like he's got a lot of knowledge, and it's a very small community, so maybe you know, like he knows everything. They th- or they, the people think, oh, you've got to be in maths. You must know how to math things. Run the fucking stock market. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like backwater, small town sort of thing. Oh, he's got a degree in arts. He must be able to paint the fucking moon i don't know but you know what i mean so what are you gonna what are you gonna say on the old performance then i'm gonna give it a point give it a point yes that's uh what we at two and a half yep that's the one right musical score and them old 
sound effects. I believe the musical score and sound effects. Webster's Dictionary defines musical score and sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> the sound effects, it, uh, sorry, no, the soundtrack is, uh, I think, quite majestic and grand as well as otherworldly. And it, it kind of manages this while having like that occulty feeling. Yeah. Uh, it could also work as a soundtrack to another film, kind of culty or occulty, like uh, Midsummer or Apostle, our classic yeah. shit first ever episode. <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was really good. I'm not going to bang on about all the musical shit again. Just I had, it had the right tone, the right feeling. Oh, hold on a minute. There were some very annoying parts in it. Uh, it was the fucking high-pitched... Um... It sounded like feedback, but it wasn't feedback. You could just hear it in the background, like... That sounded like the fused together mother and son. Do you mean during, yeah. <laughs> during were, the music yeah, playing was... or just randomly in the background? I can't no, it was just randomly in the background when um, I think it was to represent the colours sound, but you could just hear it in the background and it sounded like an alarm going off. It's just a bit annoying. But maybe that was the point. So, ah, fuck, I don't know then. Definitely didn't like Jolie Richardson and uh, that one morphing together. That was a horrible sound. <laughs> Yeah, but that's, that was definitely the point of that sound. Yeah, that was horrible. If you want to give musical score and sound effects for the irritatingness of a sound they put in, you can do that. Give it a half score, half score, half point, half star, half of whatever, half of fused. I'll give it half pair. I'll give it half. Half fused pair. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll fuse it. I'll fuse half with the other half, so that makes it three, right? I, I don't know. I don't follow this shit. <laughs> fused is three. <laughs> Last on. one. Yeah. It's overall experience. Overall experience. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. we can. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll have yeah. Bob. Yeah. Give huh? it one. Yeah. Take one away. We'll leave it as it is, and we can both make that decision. So you can get a six out of five. I feel like we haven't explained that. Explained that for a while. <laughs> I'm pissed as fucking on. Desperately trying to pronunciate my words. Words. It's the only way. Uh, you can give it a point, Jimmy. You can leave it as it is, or you can take a point away, and we can both do that. So it can be an, end up being a minus one out of five if it's absolutely shit, or it could be a six out of five if we get too drunk and watch Hereditary. Apparently, <laughs> 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 apparently. that's what we did then. But we retroactively fucked that shit up and changed hereditary back to a five or a four out of five i can't remember anyway whatever what about this one well i i did enjoy this film yep um i liked it i was excited when i first watched it uh because i knew of the story and i like nick cage i did i did obviously think that first bit was boring but then it's like hold on a minute the last bits amped it up so maybe that first bit needs to be that boring to ramp it up uh no one ever makes their first part of their film boring on purpose if that was part of your like uh, yeah 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 whatever but i'm interested (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm interested to see then if they're gonna do uh dunwich horror i hope so as the next one which will be exciting pardon me (laughs) but i would leave it at three Fucking hell, sorry, I got a bit of wind here. I'd leave it at the... Uh... <laughs> Fucking hell, sorry, I'm struggling here, boy. Hold on, let me have a little... Let me have a drink. Oh, yeah, more booze, sort. that'll help. Yeah, they just whack more carbonated cider down that gusset. I'd say I'd leave it at three. I'm going to give it... I'd say I'll give it three out of five. Same here, though. If I watch the first half, I'd like, take one away. If I watch the second half, I'd like, give it one. Hard. But all night long, they yeah. put them both together, balances out as neutral. Boom, merge, uh, melt in together. Merge. <laughs> that, that first half of the film 
Maybe they did that on purpose. They merged the first arm, first off, whereas the little growing up one with the more yeah. mature half of the second half, yeah. merge them together, you end yeah. up with a three out of five. Yeah. Lovely. Sometimes we almost sound like we know what we're talking about. Yeah, to us. I think to other people, maybe not. Oh, maybe. Okay, I sometimes no, wonder if this merge. podcast is really happening or if it's all in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that would explain our download figures anyway, Jimmy. <laughs> Are you ready to give me your next film choice for the INDB challenge? Yeah, I've been back and forth on this all day. I've had loads flying about. Okay. I didn't know whether to go. I didn't know to, whether to go, which decade to go for. We just done this. This is quite recent. Uh, we just done Day of Dead, which is eighties. Scariest stories that. to tell in the dark. Last one, 2018, 2019, something. Yeah, like that. exactly. Another one, and then before that, we did the Haunting, which was sixties. So I didn't know where to go. It's a good so eclectic was... mix. Yeah, so I was flitting about all over the shop, which one, and now I've, I've settled on one. Which I, uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think could be uh, I think could be a good one. So I'll give you the description. Mm-hmm. Okay, you ready? Yeah. During a rescue mission into the Amazon rainforest, a professor stumbles across lost film shot. By a mysterious documentary crew. Is this kind of a holocaust? Yeah, boy! Shit. Yes. yes, you got one! Yes, got one. Put that on the tally. It's one of the most controversial films of all time. Yeah, that and the Jeffrey Epstein documentary. <laughs> Classic. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That'll go down. That'll go down history in a couple of years. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, this ah, is one I of got the most one, controversial. Jimmy. Yeah, well done. Nailed it. Only because it was nearly my choice last time. <laughs> but still, a win's a win. A win's a win. One of the most controversial films ever made back in the day. Uh, data it's probably the. I think it's one of the first found footage films ever. Yeah, or kind of started that genre. Yeah, the director had to. The director got a fucking. Um, I think he got arrested on murder for it. What? Uh, had to go to court. All the things they had to get the actually acting. Yeah, he got arrested and they 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 took him to court for murder and they had to actually get the actors in and to say no, this is this is a film. Uh, it was banned in like thirty odd countries or something. Shit! It was like it was a big, big deal. One of literally one of the most controversial films ever made. And uh, yeah, he had to get the actors in to say no. <laughs> These are actors. I didn't murder anyone. And it went to court and everything. Massive, and it was banned for years. And yeah. Well, I look forward to the. Full update during the full episode. I'm excited. Well, Sounds like one of those fun ones there, to One of my, my favourites. I love it. Awesome. You're right, Nate. Just gave me a thumbs up. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Gets the Joey seal of approval. <laughs> Sounds like we're now another episode, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Big old daddy papa. Are we done? I think I should go to yep. sleep now. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to the Madhouse Podcast on your favourite podcast app, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and email us your requests, views, opinions, crazy ramblings, and personal horror stories at the Madhouse Podcast at Outlook.com. And we will see you next episode for a cannibal holocaust on the Madhouse Podcast. Two weeks! Yeah, boy! Bye!
Yes. What? Do you know the uh, the one good thing about the uh, the apocalypse? No. It's smaller and less angry than Armageddon. Oh, Thank God. you. <laughs> Sorry. I'll pack up my bags. <laughs> oh, wow. How many have you got? Oh. <laughs> I'm done. Oh, dear. <laughs>